Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. Hour two of the program. Guests join us on the hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza. With their rewards program, 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Tommy Wielden Jr. coming up later on in the hour. Canada. Just just wait for a couple more days. It'll happen. Just did not happen last night for the Canadian men's soccer team. Hour number three, we will go and catch up with Craig Morgan, one of the uh, reporters covering the Arizona Coyotes. They're in town tonight to take on the Flames at seven. Flames looking to kind of turn things around. Lost uh, two of three, three of five. Get back on track. Right now, it's our uh, it's our buddy Stephen Brunt, as always, at uh, 7.12. Good to, talk to you. Good to talk to you, Brunty. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, how are you? Oh, good. I was giving, uh, you know what I was doing? I was giving Pinder the raspberries earlier that uh, uh, he took yesterday as a as a Canadian men's soccer fan. He took yesterday for granted and took Costa Rica just a little too easy. This is incorrect, Stephen. I was saying pot three is the focus. I was not suggesting that uh, a concacaf environment is one that was a slam dunk. I said pot it was three, baby. I That's what I'm focused on. An exciting day for the second time in his life, Canada could qualify, and he said, "Bah, pot three, Peshaw. I want pot three. Uh, okay, I still want pot three. Nothing has changed. <laughs> I want a golden bathtub, but uh, you know, well, well uh, one of them is more realistic than the other. Right. Did Canada That's take them lightly? Like what happened? No, that was that yeah. was going to be that that lined up as the toughest. Well, let's you, you know, with Heinz in hindsight, sure. right? They went into the like they went to the Azteca and they played Mexico. That's pretty tough. Um, but you know, the Mexican team is a bit of a mess in this quality. Well, you saw again last night they didn't. You know, they drew against the Americans at home, so they're not the overpowering Mexico that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to Canada, went to Honduras. Honduras is lousy this time around. And there was, there was a national holiday and there weren't that many people who showed up for the game. Mm-hmm. They went to El Salvador. Wasn't that, you know, the, 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 the this was the one kind of classic CONCACAF match in this entire, which is good for Canada. You know, like it's good. They haven't had a bunch of them, but going into a place where the, the, the home team is, has been to a bunch of world cups where they had a ton to play for because they're right on the they were right on the edge, um, and uh, so yeah, you got the full hostility. You got a team that was super motivated on the other side. You had the crazy crowd, and I'll tell you, it, it, for the first you know fifteen twenty minutes of that match, I I, I think they were a little rattled to be honest. I th- I think they didn't. Th- I think it got to them a little bit. It certainly got to Mark Anthony K. Um, mm-hmm. But they yeah they they the, the it kind of they kind of got sucked up in that stuff. So it's really it's the first time in this entire qualifying campaign that we've seen Canada look like that, but it didn't last, which was good. And you know, you can, the second half was amazing considering all the the circumstances, and uh, the results, the other results last night, you know, kind of played to their advantage. You know, Panama being held to a draw and the Americans and Mexicans playing to a draw. The it it sets the stage nicely for Sunday. So party time for sure. Um, yeah, and it's at home. 
I mean, that's that's going to be your backyard. What are you expecting? Because like th- we know they're in. Like Dean's saying, they haven't qualified. They haven't, but Costa Rica has to somehow make up eleven goals in goal differential and run the table. Like, well, keep in, in mind, right? it's just because I enjoy busting your balls. I do believe. No, it. but my point yeah. is this: is that everyone knows they're in, and it will be likely confirmed on Sunday. If not, then the next week. But uh, like, am I crazy to be thinking about pot three? They win this thing, right? Well, it's it's I've. You know what? I've heard conflicting views about how what gets them into pot three and what doesn't. Whether you win it, it automatically gets into pot three, or whether it actually effect, it's affected by your FIFA ranking, which last night's result would not help Canada's FIFA ranking. And mm-hmm. FIFA rankings are mysterious in any case. Um, I've I, I I'll wait till April first when they have the draw. Yeah, okay. Well, listen to like Christian Jack or somebody who spent their life trying to figure this system out. Explain it to me. So I don't know if they can get into pod three. It would be nice, and you know I don't know if anybody listening to this, you know, cares as much about it as you and me. But it it would give them a better chance of getting out of a group, yep. getting a, a kind of a favorable draw in a group, um, because you would the, you wouldn't be playing any of the other teams that are in pod three who are all pretty good. Um, but but yeah, let's. I think just the main thing now is just take care of business on Sunday. Everything's going to be in their favor. You know, Jamaica's not very good this mm-hmm. time around. It's going to be cold, so, you know, that's in theory plays to our advantage. Obviously a home crowd, and they don't, you know, they don't have to do anything spectacular. But, you know, the main thing is, like, again, aside from that wobble at the beginning of the match last night, um, this is, they, they're pretty fearless. You know, that's not, they don't seem to get freaked out by the circumstances or by the stakes. They, they're very, very confident. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have to go, like, Getting the nine points in the last qualifying window was amazing, and you're seeing the payoff here. Like we're not, they're not. You don't have to sweat it. You don't have to worry about. But what about that last match when they have to go to Panama uh, in, next week? That that's happily that will almost certainly be irrelevant. Um, and you, you know you couldn't script it better, right? Like it would have been cool if they qualified last night. Even you know even if they qualified with the loss of Mexico had you know popped one in late against the Americans. Um, but it'd be better to come home. You know, if you're going to script it, come home, full full house. There'll be a lot of Jamaican supporters there because there always are in Toronto. But mostly a home crowd who, and, you know, a home crowd full of people who've never, most many of whom have never seen Canada in a World Cup before. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're going to be there to witness history. So, um, I, you know, I like, I like the, at least they're taking, Take into account the the dramatic possibilities and the television audience, and we appreciate both of those things. We saw well over a million viewers for that uh, Ice Tech game between Mexico and Canada and Edmonton. Just a thought on on where this puts this sport in this country right now. Well, this sport in this country has been going in. A, you know, they, they, all arrows have been pointing up for quite some time, in a, and you know, a, a lot of us. You know, like the, the whole idea: when is soccer going to happen in North America? When it's going to happen in Canada? When is it going to push the big four sports? Like that's already happened. You know, it's it, if you look at the World Cup rank ratings on TV here or European Championship ratings, the interest in the Premiership, uh, the interest in the Champions League, like th- they've been going up, 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 up. And if you look at the demographic of the crowds at MLS games or Canadian Premier League games, it's young. You know, this is, you know, that youth the elusive youth market that everybody is chasing from the nhl to the cfl all these leagues desperately trying to you know get justin bieber to design jerseys for them or um uh you know have ch- uh, kid focused broadcasts like the cfl L- these guys have got they they have the young demographic and 
I would have, I would have, you know, if I was betting on the future of a sport, I would have bet on the future of this sport 15 years ago. Um, but Canada in a World Cup with a soccer with in a country that's now very tuned into soccer, you know, and not just a you know in a World Cup and kind of no hopers, uh, you know, plucky underdogs. Like they've got they got a ton of talent on this side. They they really and they're going to get better and and they're fun to watch and they play a really positive style and you saw it last night in that second half that like you know you don't you didn't have to be a super soccer aficionado to think hang on a second these guys are down a man on the road they don't necessarily have to get a result out of this game to get to the World Cup and yet they're playing like their lives depend on it you know that's that's pretty attractive I do like it when you you know it's it's a big deal when your Twitter or your social media feed explodes with a guy. What a dive. What, what's the, what's with these refs? I can't believe you. Right. It's like we yeah. were, now we're mainstream. Those of us who watch maybe one or two soccer games a year kind of thing are up and are, I go, they got to stop with the diving in soccer. This is unbelievable. Right. Everybody's very emotional when you're, uh, when your flag gets involved, and that's what it's all about. Well, that tell, you know? well that's true, right? Like, well, now, look, we'd like to wrap ourselves in the flag. We, we, we've kind of learned that, right? That you know, at the Olympics, we wrap ourselves in the flag around sports that generally are ignored the rest of the time. So that's we, you know, Canadians will do that. But like, like, think about what it's going to be like in November. Like, this is this is the biggest sporting event in the world. It's bigger than the Olympics. It's bigger than the Super Bowl. It's bigger than anything. Um, and we will be represented there. Um, for the first time and 1986 was a different, you know, it, that, that, that team deserves a ton of credit because it was a 24 team tournament then. And, you know, it's, they were coming out of a non-soccer country and they went and played against a, you know, a French team with Michel Platini on the field. Like they, that was that, but it, they were underappreciated, way underappreciated because it wasn't, we weren't there yet, but we are there now. And I, I think it's going to be nuts in November. Um, like I'm used to World Cup here, and I'm sure it's the same where you guys are. You know the the Italian flags. Well, not many Italian flags this year, but uh, Portuguese flags and English flags and people honking their horns. And you know you had to you know you go out to uh, you know you go out to a, a club or someplace to be with the people who really care about it. Um, but no Canadian presence. So you know what happens if there's a Canadian presence, and not just Canadian presence, but a uh, you know they, they could. Dude, let's see what the let's see what what pot they're in and what the draw looks like. But they 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 don't give they they, they don't give ground to anybody. Like they're they're not going to be scared, and they might get out of a group. And and you know, and then four years after that, we host this thing or co-host this mm. thing. Like this is this is the big sea change. Like the, if if you didn't you know if you weren't kind of soccer aware or kind of denied that soccer was creeping into the culture. You're going to have a rude awakening in the fall. We'll shift gears a little bit. Uh, Blue Jays washed out yesterday. Expect that they'll hopefully get a game in today. But they got business done yesterday. As Randall Grichuk, we've been hearing about it for a while. Yeah, Grichuk. If you could just move Grichuk's money. If you could money. just find a way to move the Well, they moved some of the money and the player. What do you make of uh, the deal yesterday with uh, with Grichuk leaving town? Yeah, they, they didn't, you know, if the, it's not a great deal. In terms of the money, like if you look at what they sent and what they're going to pay the, the guy, Tapia, the guy that's coming in, you know, they save a little bit of money. So it's not it's not that. Um, it's not going to – they're not just dumping them off the books. Um, I, and I don't know that that was – you know, that they were feeling that kind of a pinch financially anyway. I think, you know, the like, Gritchick was going to be the fourth outfielder. He's sort of the same guy as the other three outfielders. Uh you know, hits for power, right-handed, 
can play a little bit of center field, but not a great center fielder by any means. You know, he would have been your backup to Springer. And you bring in a guy who is left-handed, um, who gets on well, doesn't get he, he doesn't strike out. He he you 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 can't. He's very hard to strike out. He doesn't necessarily get on base a ton, but he doesn't strike out. Doesn't have a ton of power, speed. So he's if you need a pinch running option, which you occasionally do, he can do that. Uh, defensively, he's probably a little better than Gretchik, so he will be your backup center fielder. Um, yeah, it's not. And if you you know if you read the stuff that comes out of Colorado about him, he was a guy who was very highly touted who disappointed in the end kind of plateaued he's got no power um and then they traded for chris bryant so he became redundant um so they're saying hey we're getting rid of a guy who never really panned out and we're getting randall gritchuk who you know hits 20 could hit 35 home runs in coors um so they're 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 looking at the glass half full with randall gritchuk and we're looking at the glass half full with tapia yeah but you know just gives him but it's gives him a little bit more balance in the lineup gives charlie montoyo you know, a little bit more of an option in terms of pinch hitting or pinch running. But you know, how many guys are you going to pinch hit for in this lineup? You know, not a lot. Mm. That's fair. Because you know, when, when teams make trades, both teams made the trade for a reason. So when they're first asked about it, well, they have glowing compliments about the players coming in. And, oh, thank you for your time and all of this. But uh, Charlie Montoya really kind of led you to believe that this was going to be a, another aspect to this offense that could really be exciting and really open up options for him. And I guess you kind of answered it to your point. Is that uh, we just traded for this guy, come on in and feel good? Or is there really a, an opportunity for Tapia to come in and make a, a difference? Look, if, if we're talking about this guy at the end of the season, that's a huge win, you know, in a positive way, right? Like, uh, but he's, he's the 20, you know, sixth guy on the 28, what's going to be a 28 man roster to start yeah. the season. Um, He's not he'll he'll play a little bit. Um he'll spell guys. You know, someone will get hurt at some point, so he might end up playing a little bit more. Um it's going to be like there you know, the, one of the questions right now would be how are you going to use the DH slot? Uh are you going to carry three catchers to start the season and is Alejandro or does that mean Alejandro Kirk is your is your DH or are you going to rotate guys through the DH spot? If you're going to rotate guys then yeah, Tapio will play when Teoscar Hernandez is the DH or Springer is the DH. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it's just it 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 it'll it'll be a happy story if yeah say at the end of the year you say man he was a nice nice piece you know nice an important cog filled a filled a bit of a gap a little better than we thought he was found some power that we didn't know he had uh, you know and you know the 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 other the flip side would be meh, you know that guy didn't. That guy didn't pan out, and uh, Josh Palacios ended up being the fourth outfielder. It's not again. I don't think it's going to determine whether they're a postseason team or whether they win the World Series or not. We had Ben Wagner on yesterday, just talking about Kirk as a potential DH. Do you like that fit? I think you. I think the bat is. It, I, I think you have to find a way to get it in the lineup. And carrying three catchers is not optimal. But with a 28-man roster, which they'll have until the first of May, you can get away with it. I, I you know, I he's going to have to to stick on the roster. I think he's going to have to catch because he does have options. They could send him down, but he, you know, he just he's just such a natural hitter. He just everything, he just barrels up everything. That I I don't think you know to send him down so you can keep Reese McGuire. I know he hits from the other side and all that, but. I just that seems to me that's a bad trade off. If if you know if Kirk can play 
you know, it's not like he's a disaster behind the plate either. He's okay. Uh, like I, I think you've got to keep him on the roster one way or another. And after May the first, that might mean that he's going to have to catch a bunch. So, does he DH on the days when he's not catching? Well, you know, there's a bit of a risk there because if your catcher gets hurt and you have to bring him into the game, you lose your DH. But, um, I, yeah, I, I just think that bat that bat plays. I I don't think you can and you know the, you you also have another catcher beaten on the door in Gabe Moreno who may be ready to go by the middle of the summer mm-hmm. um you know at that point things get really interesting what's the hesitancy like I, I it's weird I don't know that there's a greater spectrum of opinions on a player on this roster bigger than Kirk's where some will say this is their best bat and he's a good defensive catcher and if he had a different body shape people would be in love with this guy and then others are like well you know he might be their third catcher. Like, is it just a small sample, or are we not sure of what we've seen? Like, wh- wh- where do we see this massive variance, or why? You know, I, Ryan, I think there's, I think there's an element of people who just can't believe what they see. Okay, you know, honest to God. And I, like, I, like the first time I saw him at spring training, ever, uh, you know, when you see him the first time, you say, he, you know, this guy doesn't look like a an ball athlete, player, right? <laughs> he, he looks like a circus performer, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like he can do what he does, except. That if you watch any, like even for the first time I saw him take BP, but certainly the first time in a Grapefruit League game, just yeah, line drive, line drive, line drive. He's 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 a bit of a freak, and you know he caught, he he was the personal catcher for the Cy Young Award winner last year, so he must be able to catch a little. Um, you know, I, I like again, I don't think he's not one of those guys. He's a better catcher than Gary Sanchez, you know, who you know got a lot of time catching for the Yankees and is now going to catch elsewhere. So I, yeah, I think that, I think there's a bit of a bias there because he wasn't the guy everybody touted coming through the system, and he was a bit of a you know they 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 kind of stumbled on him in Tijuana the signing. They were down there to look at somebody else, and you know who who is this guy? Because that's what everybody says the first time they see him. Who you know who is this guy? And uh, you know sometimes if you're you know if you're not everybody's darling, if you you know, weren't signed for a big bonus. If you weren't drafted really high, it's harder to convince people. But you know, what what has he done that has been unconvincing? I I, I think you know every time he was hurt last year, and that obviously was not you know that really did, and it was kind of a serious injury as it turned out. But man, when he's been healthy, he just does the same thing over and over again. Uh, and by the way, he's listed at five nine two twenty. By all means, um, give us the real guess. Well, well Stephen's not in that. In the, it's say, hard to say. Maybe I'd say he's shorter, and you know, I'd say maybe, maybe he's done a lot of crunches in the off season. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, Ruffles? he's crunches. not. It it could be, but it works. You know, and and it's not like no, but it again, speaks he, to the narrative here that people don't believe what yeah, they see. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's he's, and that's also why people. But he's really you know he's a huge fan favorite. Right, like, how can you not yes. cheer for the guy? No, a hundred percent. You're like, this guy's a beauty. I want to go shoot tequila yeah. and listen to him tell stories about playing in Tijuana. But I, you know, I don't think you know sending him down to Buffalo to be, you know, to work with Gabriel, to be the catching part of the catching duo with Gabriel Moreno. Like, I'm not sure where that gets you. Like, he can hit major league pitching. Yes, we we we, we know that. So I would find a way for him to hit major league pitching, whether that's you know as a DH slash catcher or as the third catcher DH or however you do it. You you got to bring him north. It's been a while since I've been to the circus. Uh, if he was a circus performer, what? Uh, I think he's a sword swallower. What would he? Know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What would he? <laughs> trapeze. I just uh, maybe it's because I'm thinking of Tijuana. Have you ever been to Tijuana? <laughs> I've not. It, 
there are many things in Tijuana that would remind you of the circus in various ways. Gotcha. Yes, it's yeah. an interesting town. Gotcha. Uh, you need to get down there and shoot a, a doc on this guy. Oh yeah, believe me, believe me, I'm I'm all over that. It has. That's got to be top had of the there, list. Had there not been a pandemic, uh, had we been free to do stuff, that was absolutely the top of my list. I. I, yeah, I would, I would, I would be very, very happy to go and do that. So I just hope he hangs in with the, you know, don't yeah. trade him. Do you need a uh, lackey? Don't trade him. You, we're gonna get run here at some point. <laughs> yeah, can, I always need I a lackey. Hold so, cable yes. or something. <laughs> you could, you could hold cable and fend off the, uh, the people of the, the street people of Tijuana. Yeah, like, that would be a full time job. Have yourself a fine weekend, my man, and uh, we'll Thank do it again that. on Tuesday. Good to talk to you. All righty, right on. See you, lads. There he is, Stephen Brunt. As always on a Friday morning, five nine two twenty. Hour two continues. Our boy Tommy Wielden. He's no stranger to top of the table. Now Canada still top of the table, Check and uh, the scenario is still very good. We'll talk to Tommy about. Hey, we can sneak some cavalry stuff in there too. Snow's gone. I don't know if you noticed. Snow's gone. Let's you know, go. They're in Mexico playing. Uh, they did a, did a vacation a preseason in Mexico. They See, I vacation. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he probably got a nice tan. Oh boy, he's got the Imagine hair going. A, he's got yeah. the healthy glow. Boy, you look good. Yeah. What the? Hmm? It's one of those things. Every time you start talking to Tyson, you just kind of have to stop. You say, God, you know. God, you look good. You look good. I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. But, man, God, you look It's Amazing. The dreamy Tommy Wilden Jr. Wake up at Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Boomer in the morning continuing. Presentation of Grey Wolf Golf Course. You go uh, Panorama Mountain Resort, beautiful area. You got hot springs. You got great food. Do all kinds of great. And some of the best golf in the world. Voted BC's number one public course by Score Golf. That's the other thing, too. I mean, I'm sure we're talking to a few fancy people out there. But I also know we're talking to a few donkeys, too. Yeah, I've seen you interacting with a few donkeys there, too. I mean, donkeys? Uh, donkeys can go, right? We'd ask you to kind of be on your best behavior. But turkeys and donkeys, you can go online and book. T-sheets open, graywolfgolf.com. And I've uh, I've seen how you operate, and I know you are a big fan of Grey Wolf Golf Course. You've been. I'm, uh, it's, it's number one in the power rankings. I'm not saying that for any reason except that it's the truth. And you file into, uh. The donkey category. I was going to say, there's uh, some traits of all the above. Yeah. They know. They know. I have to think that there's sometimes when you aren't in pure donkey mode, but I've not, I've yet to see it. Not at a golf course anyway. That's true. Or a public event or anywhere really. But I'm sure there are some times when you kind of show a little bit of class and don't go full donkey. You don't go full donkey. You don't do it full pinder no one can handle that for any amount of time not this thing about golf though you got a cart you know a little walk yeah you, you would think a little space you'd think right one's a hole away because i hear you i hear what you're saying mm-hmm. i wouldn't recommend being in close quarters for four hours but with me yeah. but on a golf cart a little <laughs> but, better but yet here we are uh we'll talk about the uh what do we got flames and coyotes craig morgan gonna join us in hour number three we'll set things up for you oh i'm very excited about that and right now I'm very excited about this. Hey. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This man is, uh, he is married. He is taken. There is nothing. Uh, all you can do is just kind of 
sit back, observe, and, and wonder admire. What, wonder what could have been. What could have been. I just met him sooner. The uh, the swarthy one himself, Tommy Wielden Jr., manager of uh, Calvary FC, footy fan. Uh, we said, who who else uh, better? Who knows more about being top of the table than Tommy? You got to bring him in. Canada, still top of the table. Didn't quite go as we expected last night, Tommy, but I know you would have uh, you'd have taken it in. What what were your emotions as Canada fell to Costa Rica last night? I tell you, it was a hell of an effort. Um, I mean, considering the fact that they played with 10 men for, uh, what, two-thirds of the game, they were very dominant. They imposed their style of play. They didn't change what it was that they were trying to achieve. They were trying to win a football match. And sometimes you have that little bit of luck along the way, right? You have that little bit of luck. Um, and I think even John Urban summarized that, you know, everything had fallen for Canada over the course of these games so far. This was one that it didn't. And uh, I think the the best thing about this now is come back to home soil and come back and win it in front of our fans in Canada and qualify for the World Cup for the first time since 86. It's our look at the Canadian men's national soccer team. It's brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Pinder and uh, and Dumas were in here this morning. We've just last break uh, going through the permutations. So, uh, so pot three with pot three. What pot do we? Three. Pot, what pot, pot, pot two? You don't want. Well, it's don't coming want... down to Africa. Right. What's so, going to happen in Senegal and Egypt? I don't we, know. We need pot three, Tommy. Don't know how many average fans are talking about, uh, you know, which pot they need to be in. But, but if you're getting an email from the Voyageurs and getting access, like if you're hardcore, this is this right. is what you're focused on now. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, I think that's that's been that's been John's uh, superpower, isn't it? He's been saying that they want to. Mm. Just dropped out there. Sorry, Tommy. Say that again. No, I give you the. We getting a phone call. Cool. Oh. He's taken over and said about qualifying for Qatar. Um, uh, he said because we don't want to just be gifted it this time. And as he's gone on, he's lived by his word, and he's also talking about not just qualifying. Let's win this group. He's one that keeps raising the bar and setting expectations high, and you know bringing people with him. I think that that transformational leadership he has, and with everything's still in Canada's hands. It's just a blip. I think. You know, this is the greatest things about sports is sometimes you need that just element of adversity just to bring you down a little bit and then get you back on track. And uh, and I think that's exactly what they got coming into the game against Jamaica on Sunday. Okay, so thoughts on what you saw last night. They didn't have, obviously, Alfonso Davies at their disposal again for a second consecutive window. But I thought when they made their substitutions in the second half, they they, they looked even better than they did. Uh, Richie Larea was in a weird spot. He's hardly played since being transferred over to the UK. Yeah. And I thought it was exceptional last night. I think there was concern about what he looked like. That seems misplaced in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard going to a new club mid-season. And that's essentially what he's done. It's, it's a tough move to do uh, in around that January transfer window. And Nottingham Forest are playing well. I mean, only just lost to Liverpool in the FA Cup. Um, so it was hard for him to break in. It's a case of he's going to have to be patient and keep doing his stuff. It's no different to Stefan Astacchio, who moved across to FC Porto and has yet to play a full game since transferring across. But that, that, that's football. And if these Canadian players keep going into big clubs, like it took you know Jonathan David a little while before he started scoring goals for Lille, and now he's you know their leading scorer. Um, and then same with Alfonso Davies, who's in and out of the side until they get a regular run. But you know, I don't think it harmed his performance, um, and especially in the Reyes, you know, he was kind of covering for both Sam Adekubi, who's been phenomenal 
uh, in, in this qualifying process, you know, in particular that goal against the US. And then you've got to look at um, Alfonso Davies being vacant from the left-hand side. These are key pieces uh, to Canada's puzzle. I thought Larea was fantastic last night. Who else did you like? Because we haven't seen a ton of Junior Hoylet, the the guy that could have chosen to play for Jamaica or Canada and chooses yeah. Canada. I, I thought in a small amount, impactful. Yeah, do you know what he was? And I, I think the substitutions were great. And I think in the modern day game, you're looking now, I was watching this game with my family and they've been used to coming to watching the, the CPL games and, and it's fast and it's furious. And I said, well, International football, and whether that be you know whether it's it's hockey, and you're, you're watching at the Olympics, or or um, or you're watching the NHL. Same with football, it's slower, more tactical. Teams will pressure initially, and then they'll get back into a defensive block and say, right, now try and play through us. And I think once Costa Rica had that goal, they were happy. Even though Canada only had ten men, they were happy to drop into a back five, which makes it very very tough to penetrate. And Canada still possessed the ball. They still outshot them. They still created chances. I mean, they were inches away. If Tejon Buchanan's header hit the underside of the bar and went in, they're off to Qatar. That's that's the game of you know marginal gains. David as well. He hits the bar. Larea has the the volley that goes high. There was tons of chances yeah. tied there. Uh, last one for you. Just a thought on uh, at least on last night's game. Uh, the youngster from Montreal, uh, Kone that came in. Uh, yeah. Boy, he looked comfy. King Kone, I think they'll be calling him soon. I mean, he's what a young player. I mean, we we're actually heading off to Montreal today. Um, we're, we're playing them in an exhibition game on Saturday, and uh, we, you know, with these players, um, they've got a lot of talented young players, as we've seen. You know, Cavalry fans would have seen young Karifa Yao that we've got back this year, and with him, we brought Jean and Yalassi. And Kone, I asked him. I said, well, "What's he like?" And uh, and they basically said, well, Victor Latore for us is so technical and so energetic. He's like him, but with about 20 pounds more muscle. And he gets in the box. He runs all day. But he's a young player that just feels the game. And it's the hardest thing to teach players. He just feels the moment. He was going in there, one goal down, one man down in a game that they won and go to Qatar. And he's playing it like it's just in the street. And I think that's a wonderful thing to have now for for Canada is these young players that are emerging and being spotted and credit to John and his staff to show faith and say, right, let's play him. Let's put him into these moments. Cause you imagine, you know, if he, if go to Qatar and he plays great, imagine how he's going to be now four years from now when, uh, when the world cup comes through our shores, it's, it's brilliant. So what's up for you then? You're, you're not far away from uh, opening day for you. I think it's the same yeah. as Major League Baseball. Uh, and you got mm-hmm. you said you got a preseason game against or a, a, a friendly against Montreal. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you're always looking for these different oppositions. I think for the last two years, we've been used to not having a preseason, not playing games outside of the people that you're with. And we've been stuck in bubbles with the seven other CPL sides. So it's going to be nice to be able to plan our own assault on the on the league and you know, we know that you know our upcoming opponent Ottawa are training in Madrid at their home base with their owner uh, club, and um, we know you know we've got to make amends and put our um, preseason first and foremost. And you know, having loaned a few and sold you know Joel Waterman to Montreal, we've developed a relationship with them, and you know they it's an international week, so they've invited us for a game. So you know, a, a mix of the players that haven't been playing for them, as well as some of their other young players that are coming through, should be a great test for us and. You know, we've got two more weeks before the season kicks off, so it's time to sharpen the axe. 
And Yao coming back, I thought was big. He was a fan favorite. He won the Foot Soldiers Award for the most popular yeah. player. He was a rock for you on the back end there. Just Is that something that because of the relationship is easier to have happen, or was it just strictly yep. what was best for his development? Montreal doesn't care where he is. No, I think it was the former. They um, they they trust what we've done. I mean, they 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 paid money to sign Joel Waterman, and he's gone and done well. They saw you know how well Karifa Yao did for us last year, and he was right on the verge there. And you know, I, I think the move of bringing Alistair Johnson um, to Montreal and then retaining Rudy Camacho as an experienced defender. Joel's playing well, and there's a couple others. It was just a bit of a logjam in that centre back position. So they thought, well, could he stay and play exhibition games, or is he better? playing live games in the CPL um, in a system that they obviously like. So, um, And with it, they said, could you take one more with you? And uh, I tell you, this Jean-Agnel Assis, he's powerful. He's pacey. He's something that I think our fans will like. So, yeah, it, look, the game's about relationships, and uh, uh, I'm thankful they, they trust in us. And uh, it also works for what we want to achieve this season too. Are the mon- pubs in Montreal still open till three, or are we still kind of oh, holding dear. off? Is it two or one? I haven't checked with COVID. I don't know if it's fully open again because yeah, they stay open a little later. If there. you can reach over the bar, you're old enough. That's what they say. What Do you know mean. what? I'm a professional. Boom! I'll be just having my tea and biscuits at night, and then just getting an early night yeah. after the games or before the games. You know me. Yeah, I Keep know. It simple. Yeah, you'll be full of. So Why well, stay out till three when you can have all of your business done by twelve thirty one a.m. Right. <laughs> It's exactly. bad. It's bad planning if it takes you till three a.m. Well That's done. all it comes down yeah. to. So yeah. good. we trust you. Thanks, Tommy. Good to talk to you again, pal. Thanks, mate. Take care, boys. Good luck. Thanks, man. There is uh, Tommy Wilden Jr. Of course, with Calvary FC, and our look at the Canadian men's soccer team brought to you by Certain Teed, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certain Teed Pro all the way. Certain Teed Pro all the way. I'll say it one more time. Certain Teed Pro all the way. Pro all the way, baby. <clears throat> All the way. Heading towards 8 o'clock. Got Craig Morgan coming up in hour number three. What are you interested in talking about? Because uh, Well, the thing... I know exactly. No, I, look, here's the th- here's what it comes down with, with Craig about. Is it coyotes or coyotes? Get, no, not get that. Heavy, get not heavy that. hitting with, uh, with the insider? No, they're going to move into an arena next year that may not have 4,000 seats. And... Um, Asterisk, the rink might not be ready for the start of the year. They might have to wait to get into that rink where they don't even get the concession dough. And here's the the weird part. I really want to go watch a game there live. See, that's the and thing. And that it's I... probably a nightmare if you're the owner or the league or anyone that cares about HRR, like a player or an agent. But see, I know I know you well enough. You want to talk about how Gary has said there's no problem. You'll want there's to play no the, problem in Arizona. You're going to want to play the clip, and then you're going to want to imitate him, and then you're going to want to laugh about it, and all of this sort of thing. Craig Morgan, none, that's none of his doing. I'm not this guy Craig. just shows up. Day he knows in, more than we do. We're going to get a, we're going to get some gems here. He's going to enlighten us. Now here's a uh, fun fact for you. I've never been to the Gila River Arena. I've been to Phoenix many times. I've never gone to a game there. I've walked past it numerous times. Yeah, I've been in the park, that whole thing, but I've never gone to a game. Generally, by the time if I'm in Phoenix, I see games here. I don't need to go to games there, necessarily. Now, you go to Vegas where it's a party atmosphere. Okay. Never really build as a party atmosphere when you're in Glendale. Uh, But I, like you said, if I'm in Phoenix again, there's a game, and they're playing it at the 3,000-seat barn. Mm. I'd be way more interested and inclined to go just to see what that's going to be like, because you've got a college crowd right there. 
and it should it's be rowdy. An, and it's an, still an NHL team that's going to draw fans. It should be amazing. It's not the recipe for success. That's not how you when you when you're starting a business. I don't think that's how you lay it out. But as a guy who has zero dollars invested in the failure or success of the team, yeah, I'll buy a ticket and go watch because I think mm. it'd be fun. Uh, the, the Chargers played in an MLS stadium one year while the Rams played at the Coliseum mm. before the $4 billion SoFi that we just watched the Super Bowl get played at was finished. And it was like 24,000 fans or something for NFL. Yeah. Like this is considerably smaller than McMahon Stadium. Right on the action. And my my brother went and said, like, you've got to go before they move. You'll never be able to get this close to an NFL game. It's nutso. And it's the same thing. Crappy for the owner, probably really amazing for the fans. Yeah, it just sucks to be the owner, but great for the fans. Because even the the Cardinals, when they were building that building out in Glendale, mm-hmm. they played at uh, Sun the, Devil Stadium. Minnesota did the same thing before yeah. the Vikings' new stadium was ready. Uh, yeah. This Bears, is unique experiences. Yeah, this is a little bit different. I think you could put yeah, the Cardinals no, this is dramatically Sun- different yeah. but in the, sense, in the scale thing, but... It, if you get a chance to see one like a pro sports in one of these weird little boutique temporary stop environments, yeah. don't miss. And it's not like when, I guess it is kind of like, uh, what do they call the hometown hockey or whatever? One of the exhibition games will be played in yeah, the preseason Sylvan game. Lake yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Like, uh, okay, okay. But this is the real game. This is the points matter for the foreseeable, All the stars are there. foreseeable future. Did I see uh, Ryan Pike? was uh, on his Twitter talking about arenas. Is that going to start up? In arena. Our, the arena talk going to start up well, again here? It already has been. They've talked about it in city council for a couple of weeks here. Oh, I think he... Uh, I don't know if we have more news today. I saw a thing the today. other day that the new... Because they, uh, you know, they want different... Different people need to be involved now. We can't get... Well, they're, they're entertaining the idea of a third party, but then... The first meeting of the new event center committee is scheduled for Monday, April 4th. There you go. So the new committee. New. Maybe these guys can figure it out. No, the the thing is, though, there there was a lot of built-in perks for the Flames. If you bring a third party in, I wonder if they're as keen on it. Like, oh, you're going to have to pay market value for your rent? Hmm. Oh, you're not going to be able to swoop in and take all the profits from concerts? Hmm. I don't we'll know see. if, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if either side's really tickled with what's happened. Oh, hey, look, it's the problem is that it was way more expensive to build a rink than anyone thought it was when they started the project. They both wanted to get this done at the original sticker price, and it wasn't going to happen. They should have just built that spaceship. Spaceship. With the football stadium and the track, uh, the field house. Yeah, the all they did was clean up their land. They didn't know how expensive it was going to be to clean up the land. They didn't know, they didn't even had know the, what it would have uh, cost. Well, look, look back now, probably be still saving money. They might still money. be cleaning up the land. You have no idea. It'd still be saving money. We'd yeah, have right. nine pad arenas and two football stadiums and that and it'd be bought and paid and for by space now. station there that's yeah. right they had a money tree growing outside too right everyone come up and just pull oh, the bills sure. off yeah. yeah that was awesome hey oil bounced back we're good don't worry about it yeah it's cheaper to fill up your have you, know. you tried to buy have you bought groceries lately like do you do that in your household or whose job yeah, we is all that? do take turns <sighs> yeah Flipped out the other day. What, what, what did you get with the? Is it the cashews again? You always get pissed when the cashews. No, get it's not the cashews. Um, Hot house tomatoes. What are you pissed at, Dean? Just the overall total that now mm. a cart of groceries is costing you. It's like that's that's six hundred dollars. It feels like a few weeks ago that was three hundred dollars. Six hundred. Huh? Good night. I talked to our friend. The uh, the carnivore yesterday. Yo, you know how bad it's gotten. He Cutting went back on butter. He went to buy steaks 
and said, no, I can't do it mm. with how much meat it takes to feed his young animals and his family. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. And I agree. Maybe shouldn't have bought that yacht. <laughs> hey, you got to, that's the thing. You, you got to <laughs> figure it out, right? Steaks or yacht? <laughs> He's, I want them all. That's the thing. He doesn't know about the yacht now. There's every, Everybody's got a. The yacht was expensive to fill up before this. Only 500 a day. Maybe a quick 750. You just got to uh, get smarter than that. Stop flooring it all the time. Let it float and go for a swim. No, nah, dude, you got to gun it. Trust me, you don't. $500 ice cream. That's how that goes. Uh, the fan feedback line is open 960, 960. You want to text in? We'll get into the uh, the flame story coming up. And you know what? I'm going to, I was going to say, I didn't know when I was going to, I'm going to, I'll hit you mm-hmm. with it right now and then I'll move mm-hmm. on. Cause I've been highly critical of you. I've been on, unf- you know, I've come at you today over the, uh, the soccer thing. It's like, oh yeah, there's jinxy pants. Oh yeah. They do a thing. I thought about this after now for people that don't know, you maybe listen to th- certain things and it may not dawn on you. Don't realize it. Ryan Pinder does the Pinder report. That's me. And during the hockey season, one of the parts of the Pinder report is he'll take a look back at the games that were played last night give you the scores, goal scores, certain no- news and notes from those games. That's right. And he'll also tee up the games that are coming that day. And with that day's schedule, he'll usually have a little kind of a zinger in there. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of games coming up on, on Saturday. There was a handful tonight, so it's like a Washington-Buffalo. Then you play the Buffalo Clipper, you know, drink some beers, drink, you know, for Ovi. It's, it's something that... Maybe thinly or loosely. We had the Rob Ray breakfast sandwich today for the Buffalo. Yeah. Sometimes it's very loose. Other times it's on the nose. But it's some clip that's going to have a tie into that night's game. Yesterday morning, you were teeing up the Detroit Red Wings and New York Islanders game. Yep. And you wanted a clip, spread your wings. Which I don't. What's it from? I know we put it, it in our. Matty Rose had it in our football picks. I don't know where it originated, but I liked it so much that I started using it for Red Wings drops. Yeah. It was spread, spread your wings, spread. How about a spread? But spread one, your wings. Spread your wings, and you would use that oftentimes when the Red Wings were playing. Now Dumas is new. It's so been here, right, it's been here a few weeks in the script. Right? He's like, what do you? What so the now for him to go in, like even this morning, to find uh, you know Lubardius getting hung hung up on just different. What's that labeled as? What's that from? Is it Maddie's folder? Is it the morning show yeah. folder? Is it Boomer's folder? It's a bit of Is a it learning. One of the eight other producers we've had in the last year's yeah, folders. Only, yeah, yeah. It's, could be anywhere. Um, so you said I need spread your wings. He wasn't sure what it was, and went and found on his own. Yeah. Anne Murray, spread your tiny wings and fly or whatever it is. It's beautiful. You know what you are? An, a horrible Canadian. That you have been talking about Detroit Red Wing hockey, and it's never dawned on you to bring in our national treasure, Ann Murray, and spread your wings. It's in the stable now. Dumas, congratulations on being a wonderful Canadian. I am so proud of you. You know what? I admit, and I thought about it. MVP of the show yesterday yeah. and today. Congratulations. Spread your tiny wings and fly away. That he saw spread your wings, couldn't find it, and didn't ask you, what nope. else can I do he's or like, what is there? He's a problem solver. I know what I'll do. I'm going to go get Ann Murray because that makes sense. Yeah. You owe him a debt of gratitude. I've told you. I like this too, Ma. 
I've, I've, uh, I'm very bullish on this man over You got here. McCree writing books about Terry Fox, doing mm-hmm. Fonzie hats. You got Dumas firing out Anne Murray clips. I got good people around me. Yeah, you're, but you're not. <laughs> you're kind of a Canadian, well, are you? Listen, if if, uh, if you can't be a good person, at least surround yourself with good people. You can fool I some others. So. Yeah, I guess so. That's the policy here. So... D- Again, Dumont, I just got to ask, was that uh, an easy one for you? Like Anne Murray, was that a big part of... Uh... I just thought of, I saw, like, spread your wings. I was like, what? And I, I found <laughs> I found the, the clip that you what? wanted. It was uh-huh. in Matt's folder. I'm ple- I believe it's this one. Spread your wings! That's the one. That yeah. is it. Yeah. See, like, and I'm just like, I don't know. So I'm like, Anne Murray, snow, or, uh, what, snowbird or <laughs> snowbird, whatever. Snowbird, yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> I know that line. It is some of the stupidest things that we do um, is when it's before the show and we're having the conversation as the producer, whoever it might be at the time, is putting together the Pinder report, asking, ah, there's a clip here that Pinder wants. What's, uh, I pooped my pants? Oh, that'll be... uh, That's the George Brett poop story. That's George Brett poop story. Or it could be uh, Josh Donaldson or whatever it was, because he talked about how he pooped his pants or... Poop in my pants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It's really, it's baptism by fire as the producer here. You You don't even bat an eye for some of the dumb stuff that comes on this show. What is the pack your ass? Oh, well, that's pack your your bleep for... Yeah, so there's a few of them in there. What's what's Hundo P? Uh, just don't worry about. That's Labardia yeah. saying. Uh, yeah. We uh, uh, now what was this? Uh, Brock Nelson scored a goal last night. I'm supposed to play a lobster. What? Is- Brock Lobster. Yeah, well, he's mm-hmm. the Brock Lobster, that's right, and that's yeah. from Family. Go- yeah, and Rock Lobster is a song. It's all. It's not. Uh, it's that all the. Uh, but it just yeah. takes a while to get comfy in the folder. There are a number of degrees of separation, though, on some of them. Some of them you have to go quite a ways before you realize what the tie-in is if you haven't listened to this show for any amount of time. It's a lot, right? It's a 10-year show with a lot of inside jokes. Yeah. So it's uh, the people that have been here for 10 years listening, they, they get a, a good chortle out of that. Other people are just confused and think we're morons and maybe everyone's right. Who knows? And you know what? Here's the thing. This show is stupid. Text coming in. You guys do a lot of stupid bleep, no question. But here's yeah. the thing. You know yeah. what? Yeah. We did the entire show yesterday. We were criticized for talking about a Tyreek Hill trade. At the end of the show, we talked about raisins. Mm-hmm. The text line blew up, exploded. We had more people Texting interested raisins, in... Yeah. Dried oh, fruits. Oh did, the flame, oh, did the flames lose to the shark? Well, whatever. Oh, is there practice? What about raisins? First text in this morning. We hadn't even said a word on the radio yet. You do realize that raisins aren't rotten grapes that have been dried, right? That's actually why they dry them, so they don't get rotten. Uh, that had to see? be the, the first 601, 601 text came in about grapes, raisins. So is, this, is the show stupid? Or maybe do we all need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and appreciate just what we are? Maybe, maybe all of that. <laughs> Garnet Hathaway and a gr- and a growling bear. I know, Jackie Bear. It's a yeah. I hear you. We uh, will come back. Flames back in action tonight. Reeling from that loss against San Jose the other night. They had a lead. Did you know? Are they reeling? Reeling had a had a lead. Lost in regulation for the first time this season. No, I, after forty, yeah. Back to back three one losses. Uh, three one leads blown to That's San Jose. Right. Wow. 
We haven't heard from Daryl since. He's distraught. Haven't. Beside himself. That's right. We uh, will discuss goaltending, centermen, line combos, and all of it. Out-of-town scoreboards, standings. That's salsa going into the cheese and yeah, the sweet. That's right. That's on the slate, yeah, too. It's all coming up. Sportsnet 960, the fan.